da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. And we are back. And we're back. Welcome back to the Star Wars Mad About Movies extravaganza-a-thon. Yeah, that's a good, I think that's, that's a, a word. Yeah. Okay, extravaganza-a-thon of Star Wars. We are here. Uh, I'm Richard Barton. Uh, with me as always, or sometimes, is Brian Gill. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Kent has exploded with excitement. He's no... Right. He is, <laughs> he's in pieces. There's brain parts, brain <laughs> matter across the studio no. here. Kent, we, when you marathon pod, yeah. you, you have to hydrate and you have to feed right. yourself. And so he's gone to do both of those things. Yeah, but we are... Don't worry, it's not just myself and Brian. In place right outside the door here. Because <laughs> if it was just myself and Brian, it would be... We'd get another Mad Men episode, so it's, we're not going <laughs> to put you through that. But we have two friends with us. Uh, one who has been on the podcast several times and one who's new to the show you might have heard him on an on another episode or you might hear him later on i don't know yeah what, we don't what? really know how we're gonna cut this all together so <laughs> so uh anyway so fun. with me first uh friend of the podcast jason davidson jason hello welcome How's it's good gone? to have you. Yeah, it's good to see you, man. I, you're normally on instead of me, so it's weird yeah. when we're both on. And I feel yeah. like the universe is right yeah. Kind of for a while there, I started to think that maybe we were the same person. I so was too. <laughs> I did time. too. How big are yeah. your feet? Mm, no, yeah. sorry, Richard. Your wife was super creeped out. But, <laughs> I know. Um, Sarah, Sarah never responded to my text. <laughs> I know it's awful. It's awful. And then also with us is a friend of the old radio show and now new friend of the podcast, but avid Mad About Movies listener and noted. Uh, Justin B- Bieber, <laughs> a huge believer. Yeah, a huge believer. If there's one thing to describe me, it's just Justin Bieber fan. Yeah, yeah. I think plain and simple. No, I know. Yeah. It's really the only way to describe you because you're really boring. Otherwise, yeah, exactly. the only he thing brought is... two copies of the documentary. We're not even watching him. He's just, just he has him. Here. He's like some sort of weird Johnny Appleseed. That just <laughs> Justin Bieber documentaries. Um, but uh, that's a good oh bit. Uh, but hey, welcome guys. Thank you. We're gonna have fun yeah, today. Kent's going to come back in here awkwardly at some right. point during yeah. this, and it's going to be jarring for right. everyone. And I think we should just enjoy our time without him. <laughs> yeah. Don't you guys? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I'm excited. So, We've been waiting for years to talk bad about him on the air. So. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to do it. Brian had one, and I had one chance to do it, but, you know, Don Draper. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, you guys are here. We're here for Star Wars. Let's not lose lose focus. So we'll we'll kind of do Brian. Let's interview our guests here. Okay. Everyone knows our relationship with Star Wars, right? Uh, yours is very very erotic, right? <laughs> uh, Hyper erotic, I would say. I think that's fair. <laughs> Mine is tempered. So uh, you you guys are both Star Wars fans. Uh, what? Age did Star Wars come into your life, Jason? I know you were born in like 1943, so <laughs> it'll be in your early to mid 50s when you saw Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, uh, the first time. But uh, so we got whoa, we got feedback. We got a hot mic. Um, but uh, so I, I'd like to get a feeling. We'll start with you, Jason, first. Yeah. Your relationship with Star Wars and uh, your excitement for The Force Awakens, which is almost upon us. Uh, <clears throat> well, I wasn't born in the 40s, but I think I am the oldest in the room. I was technically alive. when We should say that we're in a senior center. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still yeah. the oldest one. Yeah, we, still we the had oldest to come to him. Room. He's not allowed yeah. to leave on Sundays. I'll tell you what, the, the, uh, the water aerobics are thrilling. I'm glad we're recording. <laughs> exactly. And you've never been better at Canasta. <laughs> yeah. Canasta the, game strong. Yeah. Yeah. The jello. Yeah. yeah. Top yeah. now. I always say, I think Matt and I have had this conversation, uh, the uh, everyone talks about, like, a lot. I feel a lot of 
older people are very like they don't want to go into a, a senior senior facility yep. living yep. on what the proper word old folks home. I'll just be a jerk. Yeah, they don't <laughs> want to go in. I think it sounds awesome, and Absolutely. I'm going in first, <laughs> like at whatever the minimum age is. Right. I'm going in. I'm selling my house because think about it. Cafeteria on site. Yeah. Bunch of bros your age. <laughs> Bunch of bros. Yeah. It's basically a dorm again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Card games whenever right. you want. Yeah. Think as long it. as you have your own room, it's great. Yeah. And think I've about been in a few. <laughs> no. Where but, it's not, you don't, you're sharing a room with somebody. But and think that's, about it. That's well, dying. We, by the time we're Someone's there. Someone's dying right next to you. That's it's going to be like, yeah. Oh, some yeah. bro's going to come in and be like, hey, well. You're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Richard, we've I mean, talked about this. I mean, if we're like 40 and we both have had like a liquidity event or something, let's just start our own and we'll set the tone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It'll have beer on tap and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Can I tell you, it hurts me that you're. Picking forty is that? Yeah, age? yeah. I think like that might upset year. me a little. Yeah. Bit. <laughs> so, anyway, so established, you were thirty nine uh, years young. I am. In That's fact, most uh, like talking down to an old person thinking. Yeah, like, totally. Seventy one yeah. years yeah. young. Seventy one years uh-huh. young. You're only as old uh, as you think you are. What's yeah. that ridiculous commercial where the guy? Changes his age from ninety to sixty on the the birthday cake by flipping over. The, oh yeah, the oh, letter yeah. thing is kind of ridiculous. You didn't have to help me, but so, you did. So uh, I I was alive technically when so the first Star Wars came out, but I was too young to see it in the thir- first theatrical run. Uh, I know I caught it pre-memory. Um, on, on some sort of theatrical run when I was like four or something, because they, they released, released that released several times. Probably before, as they um, released sequels. Yeah. They yeah, yeah. So I know uh, my parents have told me I saw it in the theater then, but when I first remember seeing it, and I, and I may have, I, I know I've told you this story, Brian. I can't remember if I mentioned this on Rocky or not. Um, when I By remember the way, I'm it, really pissed at you guys for doing Rocky without me. That was <laughs> the main point. All the things to do. Yeah. Well, in between breaks, whenever the mic went off, all we did was just curse your name and <laughs> yeah. laugh about how great yeah. this was. Uh, but uh, I remember break. I was – we my, my mom and I were on vacation. We were driving. We were visiting friends in Alabama, and they wanted to – basically make me go away for hours so they went down to the video store and rented star wars on beta which is the original ipad yeah right? the original iPad. <laughs> so they rented star, star wars, wars on, on beta, beta the original iPad. and uh over the course of two days i watched it uh, i don't even know eight yeah. or nine times because as soon as it would end i'd rewind it and watch again and it would end and i'd rewind it and watch again Gosh, remember and i and we were i definitely kind rewinding yeah. and uh i never i never left the room you know, like it, it, it's it, – I obviously knew Star Wars by then because I was excited to rent it. And I can't remember exactly what year it was, but it's probably post-Jedi. It was probably somewhere in the, you know, 85 range, 84 maybe. Um, and it, I, I, that's what I look at when I talk about like the beginning of the true fandom was something happened, you know, and, and partly because of my, my – mom's desire to spend time with adults and you know not worry about me for two days uh but that's where it that's where it really uh it clicked in and it became like this massive part of my life was just falling in love with i did too i saw it vhs as well for the first time and uh or or you know some sort of cassette yours was beta because you're ancient in my (laughs) i always like to point out it's beta just because it's kind of a weird yeah no absolutely no it's cool it's like uh when you saw the the FDR inauguration, but 
This is an interesting tidbit. But I did too, yeah. and I was so pumped about it when they brought – like my stepdad or someone brought it over. Yeah. And was like, you know, his older kids were into it, and they, he gave me the thing, and I was like, gosh, I wish there was more of that. And he was like, oh, there's two well, more. Well, you're into oh, that. And I was like, what? Because I wasn't really – didn't yeah, understand sure. the trilogy world right. then. You didn't yeah. get raised in it. Yeah. Like some other people did. And yeah. so I was like, there's more? There's more movies? So it was very – that was – very exciting thing. So, Matt, we're going to tie this back around in the movie we're discussing here, but we're going to go here first. Your general kind of Star Wars history. Yeah. So, I mean, my dad was, uh, he grew up in LA, went to USC, where George Lucas obviously went to. And uh, humble so, brag. He, yeah, humble brag. <laughs> yeah, uh, private college. Humble but brag. Uh, yeah, he saw that uh, in LA, like when it premiered and stuff. And obviously, just he's been a gigantic fan, which so I've been raised on all this stuff. I've seen every episode of a bazillion times, except for episode one, uh, which yeah. we can talk about later on in this in this show. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've just been grown up in it and loved every minute of it. Um, and I just, something you know, I'm gonna pass along to my kids eventually one day, and and uh, it's been an awesome deal. Well, so, you're gonna procreate. I'm gonna procreate. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> Crazy. Well, cool. Very cool. So we are gonna talk Phantom Menace on yeah. this episode. The uh, aforementioned Phantom Menace. Aforementioned. I assume there's going to be some hot takes. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of sighing, I think. Yeah. I'm going to do this in interview format because I Sweet. don't have hardly any Phantom. Yeah, I know awesome. that it's bad, okay. but I'm one of these crazy people that doesn't uh, watch bad movies on purpose because sure. I like my free time. <laughs> right. So I've only seen it a handful of times as a child right. and not since. Richard went on dates. I skipped school to go see Phantom Menace. <laughs> I didn't go on dates. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> I did not go on dates. I, I watched old Johnny Carson tapes. <laughs> so I'm I perfecting never... his Larry Sanders impression. Yeah, exactly. When I look down on you guys for watching Star Wars, it's not from a cool <laughs> point of view. It's from a, a different whole different kind, kind of nerd, nerd point yeah. of view. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a different uh, kind of pain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was watching episodes of Ed for the 39th. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ed fan. Um, so anyway, all that being said, so so I'm going to go to you, Brian, first. Sure. So, Brian, you are how old? 30? 32. 32. And so Phantom Menace came out, and you were probably like early, early high school. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. perfect. Perfect age. Um, so you grew up with this these Star Wars films. Yeah. Big big uh, part of my upbringing, as we mentioned before, mm-hmm. just like I was raised on it, could quote the first... 30 minutes of New Hope when I was three years old. I mean, yep. just that yep. this was the biggest part of my and brain. And your father is a sci-fi writer. My, my dad was a sci-fi writer. I mean, amateur, amateur sci-fi writer growing up. And that's until my brother, my brother, I know, sorry, Jason, Jason's one of my closest <laughs> friends for years. And I don't think I've ever mentioned that before, but uh, yeah, I'm amateur. He so, you know, so, sent into magazines and things like yeah. that. Um, so not fan fiction. No, that wasn't a thing at that point, but, but similar, similar. But I was until my brother, my brother's five years younger than me until he was born. Like almost every weekend we were at some kind of a, a convention, a sci-fi convention, that or you know, not so much, not not Comic Con because that's a much bigger thing than it was mm-hmm. back then. But you but would old have school, like sci-fi, like a gym somewhere yeah. with with yeah, writers and and, K. Dick and Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, yeah, and stuff sure. like that, and uh, yeah. So so this is great. You're like the perfect age. So you have this whole childhood of right. of these films that existed before you were born, right? With the exception, I guess, Jedi. Jedi came out the year I was born. Year you were born. Yeah. And then, so you have this whole childhood, and then you hear this is pre-viral. The mm-hmm. internet was certainly right. around, but internet culture was right. not. That they're they're making a right. prequel. We're going to understand the Anakin story. Yep. Were you aware of kind of what that would be scale wise? Yeah, I, I there was a lot of my early teenage years spent on whatever message board existed at that time, just like trying to track down details and 
exchanging theories mm-hmm. and any Star Wars dot com. I think I think it was it might have been some mm-hmm. you know variation some of variation of that. But Star that was when that was the first website that I really remember. Okay, like this is I mean I got to go here on a daily or weekly basis because they were putting up posters or like mm-hmm. little little details and, and kind information of the first viral marketing yeah site yeah in a way i mean really because internet at that time for me at least was ebay i did a lot of ebay because that's where i could get mm-hmm. star wars crap geocities and, yeah geocities <laughs> and then but just oh, like I, we were on aol so like Same. everything that i did was based around the aol oh, through the AOL continuum and yeah. so um that was star Digital wars City, was one of the <laughs> only websites that i was like i've got to go to this specific HTTP dot you know yeah. www you know that whole so you remember the it? whole thing yeah and they were doing you wait like thirty seconds yes because the, yeah, the dial up and then artwork. somebody picks up the phone yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> worst the worst um, yeah I can't I have... believe we dealt with that <laughs> yeah the internet's one of those things we should have been like this is great let's we'll set it over here <laughs> yeah. and wait for yeah. it to become functional yeah, seriously let, we just let like, it mature through it <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. totally okay so. Yeah, so little so have, bits of information. How here long was this build up? A year? Uh, no, it was a, it was it was two years, two something years. like that. Because I think the I want to say that the extended cuts came out in like ninety seven, ah, like yeah. okay. and I, I believe that they were They'd it was like every it. three months there was yeah. the redo of of uh, mm-hmm. one of those original. So there was some info, but yeah, you would get. Little yeah. glimpses, and I knew what the gist of it was going to be. It's it it prequel. It's about Anakin. There was a very good. There's a poster that, that they incredible. put out real early oh. of little Jake Lloyd walking through Tatooine, and his shadow is Darth mm-hmm. Vader, which is a yeah, really cool, a really poster. cool poster. Best part um, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had that, and so yeah. So I, I knew, I knew that there was a, I knew the general gist of what we were about to get into. So. Jar Jar aside. Yeah. So uh, we, you, the film comes out, and I, we've talked about this briefly before. Yeah. You were sort of in denial for a while. Oh, right? yeah. Really in so denial. So you came, yeah. you went as a 16-year-old to mm-hmm. a, a not very good Star Wars movie, but yeah. if it is a good Star Wars movie, which is obviously uh, contestable, it's definitely a kid's movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you go see this movie. Mm-hmm. And you walk out just like, that was as good as the original. I just can't believe how awesome that was, man. <laughs> okay, just, yeah. just super high. Just super high on it. I, I skipped school the day it came out to go to go to the theater and watch it. And I think I went again. I probably saw it a half dozen times in the theater. And it took, I don't know, you know, I said the last time we talked about this, maybe six months. I think it was even like, I wouldn't acknowledge, the, okay, that wasn't very good, until the VHS came out. And then I bought the VHS and watched it, and then I was like, okay, this is not very good. I'm, I feel bad. The, the thing is, and we'll get into this, and I know you share my, my feeling on this, the last 15, 20 minutes of episode one are really good. Yeah. The Duel of the Fates with the battle between mm-hmm. Qui-Gon and, uh, and Obi-Wan and Darth Maul, that's a great scene, mm-hmm. and, it, and the score is so great, and we're, we'll talk about it more. And that kind of leaves you with the impression, that's the last thing you really see. And so you walk out of the theater on that high of mm-hmm. like, that was pretty great, and you kind of ignore, yeah. at least I did, in my Star Wars is my life. Jar Jar underwater. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I just like, <laughs> you know, cut that stuff out, and it, it took six, eight, 12 months to be like, okay, uh, you guys are right. This was not a very good movie, you know. 
I mean, I remember too, like they had the, the first video game kind of came mm-hmm. out. That was episode, mm-hmm. like, I, I loved it at the time. I think my sort of disdain how, for How old were you at that time? Shoot, so what year was 99. this? 99. I was 12. Yeah. Okay. yeah I mean, perfect yeah, age. Perfect. For, yeah. I loved it. The yeah. pod racing was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff was great. And then just now with my adult kind of yeah. brain, I'm like, man, it could have been so much. Totally. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I'm really digging. We kind of have a perfect age separation yeah, for this experience good, on this. Yeah. yeah. 12 for the video games and the movie was yeah. for your audience. 16, just old enough. And then I was... Well, how overall? Like, what, 23? Sure. What are we talking about? 99? 99, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I was, uh, I wasn't 23. Was I 23? Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, yeah. that sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I was. Uh, so yeah, we have a very, we hit it in mm-hmm. three uh, yeah. different stages of right. our, our movie watching and lives. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy to think about, it too. It's sort of a kid's movie because he's a kid, like Anakin, right? Yeah. Growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so you think, this is a kid. Once it kind of it turns in your brain, you're like, eh, you know, some cool parts, maybe not, right. definitely not on par with the rest. You think the next one's going to be great. We're going to get adolescent mm-hmm. uh, right. Anakin, and <laughs> yeah. he's going to blow this Jake It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and great. follow Obi-Wan a little more and right. so on and so forth. And then. Yeah. But yeah, so the first one kind of sets the tone for where we're headed, okay. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's. I think every, you have to say in that. In a lot of ways. Yeah. So I, I rewatched. I've rewatched all these these films, the original trilogy, maybe thousands. Honest, I mean hundreds, if not thousands of times. The the the, tre- the prequels has only been here and there occasionally. Um, but I rewatched them this week, getting prepped for this. I think Phantom Menace, and I want to let you guys talk more on this because this was your your call on to do this episode. But the ep- uh, Phantom Menace, I think if you could take that film. Recast Anakin with a kid who is actually capable of human emotion and talking. Uh, (laughs) Reading a lot. Um, As Dixon Piper as. Yes. And and take the script and wash it with somebody who can actually write dialogue. Yeah. Then I think it becomes a B, B plus kind of movie, even with the Trade Federation, which is just a horrible plot point that. Should be at best like kind of a B point, not plot point. It's what the whole freaking. I know the whole thing is based on that. Get Garrison, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, what's up, buddy? I have some HSOs, hot sports opinions. I'm excited. On, I'm excited. on episode one. So. Um, but episode, I think if you if you just watched it with somebody who could actually write dialogue, even if you didn't fix the Trade Federation stuff, even if you didn't a lot fix of Sorkin walk and talk yes. between Jar Jar. <laughs> even if you don't fix the 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 really terrible delivery of lines, which I think is all director, not. I can't. I don't. We've seen Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor be very good actors. I don't think it's their fault. And they were directed uh, to do well. We've got. A, I think Jason has an opinion on that. But anyway, I think even if you just wrote some dialogue and recast Anakin, you can make Phantom Menace into a decent movie. And if you even went further and said, George, I'm taking your story and your your concept and all that, and we're going to have somebody write an actual plot, and we're going to clean up the dialogue, we're going to cast better and have a director behind the camera, I think you can make that into a really good Star Wars movie. It's just, man, there's just so much bad George Lucas. And it, for me, we were saying before you came in, it, it took a long time for me to accept, okay, mm-hmm. this guy just can't, he can't do this. He's not good. He probably wasn't a good director the first go-round and just kind of caught lightning in a bottle and had some great actors who um, ignored him, I think, when <laughs> when uh, they needed to. But uh, it's just, it is such a muddled mess, and it it's a real bummer, man. It's a real bummer watching yeah. it now, this last week, 
having not sat and watched from beginning to end, we went. Jason and I went and saw it when they did the 3D release, just because it was Star Wars in a theater, and we kind of had to felt like we had to do it. <laughs> you did, yeah. but um, but yeah, watching that. it in that light is uber depressing, and it's not even the worst one. That's that's the worst part, I think. Yeah, the last time I watched it this past weekend. Um, first time I had visited it in a long time. Sure. I don't try to relive it yeah. <laughs> very often. I know that sounds weird. I don't no, try no, to it's totally back those to memories. Repress. Yeah. It really is. Man, it's worse than I remembered it being. Yes. I think we got an email this couple yeah, days ago, did. Brian. We did. Somebody asking us, I have heard you dog on the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, I think it's good. So why do you dog yeah. on it so much? So. Right. What's but, What was the main reason, y'all? I don't know if y'all talked about this yet. What was the main reason you came up with on why it's just, it didn't work? Uh, you know, it's a, it's just Lucas. That's all. I mean, that's that's all there is to. There's. It's a bad. It's a very very bad script, and that's all him. And then you have him taking a very bad script, and then directing actors to do things that every actor would tell you that's not how we should be doing this. I. It's and that is very and and on top of. The casting of of Anakin yeah. twice <laughs> that yeah. is um, just a total misfire Swing on every level. Um, beyond that, takes that's just that's just filmmaking. That's be that's taking out of the Taylor equation. Thomas is just sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, um, but that's he taking could, out yeah. of the equation things like midi chlorians and the. Bastardization. I see of, Jason of cringing over Jason's there. dying over here. God, I wish we may have to post this on, he, on YouTube just so people he can physically see cringe yeah, just dying. now. He's dying. But if you just take out the Star Wars related issues yeah. and just say from a filmmaking process, filmmaking. is this a good it's film? A no, film. and it's that's all that's all on Lucas. And we haven't even talked about Jar Jar. I was just to say yeah. the casting of Jar Jar Banks, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, and, that, <laughs> that's, and that's the, the, that's like the first thing you really get a, a chance to quote unquote delve into. And you, good grief, man, what a beatdown! So the I don't know if y'all have started chronologically with this movie or how y'all we want haven't to go we about haven't started. It. We've just kind of been doing general, general thoughts. General thoughts. Talking trash. Okay, about general you. thoughts for me. It's a piece of garbage. <laughs> it's a piece of garbage. <laughs> now let's move on. Yeah. Um, it just, it's not Star Wars. It just, yeah. it wants to be, it's just a bastardized version of, of Star Wars. And uh, I just remember that fateful day in 1999. Yeah. When, and I went to see it. And Did you go? I was in denial. So you were what? You were you the same age as Matt? Like 12? Yeah. Younger. I was, okay. I was so like uh, so. preteen. What did you think so. at that point? That's your at that point, I thought... Hey, the pod racing was cool. Yeah. I knew there wasn't something right about it. I didn't know yeah. what it was. <laughs> I, I I think I convinced myself, oh, it's it's a new Star Wars. This is this is for the new generation. Yeah. This isn't for me. Like I know I'll always like the old ones, but this one Sure. I, I I didn't fall for it. I didn't feel like it was for me. I felt like, yeah, there are people that will like this, but I'm not one of those people. Sure. Um but actually I was who it was aimed at. I right. didn't understand it. It was way over my head. Trade it's still over my head. Right. And and for any uh, normal kid, I feel bad for them trying to watch. Like Cooper, yeah, Cooper is going to have to be nine before you can right. show him and yeah, you can e- ever man? get a before you can ever get a grasp on yeah. trade disputes no, totally. or blockades. Or, and you mentioned that. it's funny. I occasionally he I have a two two and a half year old and he watches Star Wars at least three times a week. He's just obsessed. And occasionally I will try to throw in the prequels just to get a break and get something different and he watched about 10 minutes of it and just says no I want Star Wars and I'm like well buddy this is no oh, true oh Star wow Wars. that's that's when it gets okay. real alright man let's do it <laughs> so yeah but he, he doesn't 
I tried to watch both Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones with him at various points, and he just he refuses to accept it. I'm like, okay, that's how I <laughs> talk about, You're my boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> him right. Yeah. Talk about the complete opposite of what the uh, A New Hope was at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. We get a, ba- a battle at the beginning, or we enter in the middle of a war, basically, and in this and in a Phantom Menace. Yeah, uh, we get a random ship that looks like a donut. Or uh, something, a half-eaten donut. <laughs> so and bad. then we get two alien ambassadors that are just talking mumbo-jumbo about... Uh, yeah, and, and the effects on them are terrible. All, uh, looking awful. all alien, but talking English. Yeah, talking English. New to, new to the Star Wars universe. Right. Because up until that point, everything, every creature, every race had its own language, mm. and they just drop subtitles on you, and he kicks right. into... We're going to do squirrely accents and and uh, and they look like and the accents are terrible yeah. on those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the voice is off from the from the mouth, and they look like hey, it's a trade dispute. Ooh, oh, that's how it sounds. Like yeah, that's so not bad. that's not audible. We're going to need so you to be audible bad. for this. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 confusing, and that's the first thing we see. We're like, yeah. okay, this is not. Right. Starting. Okay, I'll give it a chance. Oh, here comes the Jedi's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're gonna sit down and talk about trade <laughs> yeah. disputes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're sipping tea as right. they're as they're sipping tea. Like something is something is suspicious about yeah, this right. place. Gosh. Like maybe you shouldn't drink the tea that they're <laughs> You might uh, get poisoned by that stuff or something. But uh, the whole beginning is just. Oh, it's so frustrating. It's and um, yeah, you. They get... try to gas him out of the place and right. Literally a minute later, they say, they must be dead. Open the doors. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's bad. You know, you get, I think you, what Phantom Menace takes two hours to tell you and set up, you get in the crawl and the the first ships, or the Star Destroyer overtake, you get that in A New Hope in a minute and a half. And that, and we're we're, and off, we're off to, to the, the races, races. and and uh, not not so with Phantom Menace. Yeah, not at all. It and it starts it on the completely tone wise the wrong way. Right, it's, it's not interesting. No, um, I just don't know where or why that that's how it had to go uh, for the beginning of of this. Like, no one could follow it. Yeah, no one, not a human no. on earth no. was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, trade embargo. Yep. Yeah, I remember that from the, uh, you know, right. it was also new and random. It's like, what is poli- this politics is great, but yeah, why? We, I if don't you're going to tell Star the story Wars, of a the, child, right, right. a child's story, what is that? No one has ever watched Star Wars for the political intrigue. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you're getting <laughs> wow. throughout okay, so cool. much of the, yeah, <laughs> sorry, Richard. <laughs> but yeah, very confusing and frustrating. And um, I'm, also, I'm, about th- I'm about that third party. Maybe the coolest <laughs> part of that whole thing is the fact that we see the Jedis cutting themselves out of the door when they shut the door yeah. on them. They're like yeah. using their, their lightsabers to like mm-hmm. cut through the door. I think that was pretty cool. Something I'd was excited about yeah. seeing the first time. Yeah. Anything else cool about this? <laughs> it, <laughs> I'm like, five wrote, people in here are all silent. I wrote down yeah. a list of positives and only came up with four. Okay, well, let's number one. Movie, which is incredibly depressing. Let's go and through I the positives look, of this I need movie a reminder first. as to what was yeah. good about it. And I, I got to... Uh, here in a minute, I got to tell you about seeing it as a 23 year old. <laughs> different experience when I saw it for the first time. Um, Do you have a chicken there? Uh, this is sadly the only uh, the only positives I could think of for the whole thing. The first positive is that I will say to their credit, they did finally populate the universe. Um, 
the first original the original trilogy for as good as it was is is kind of small in scope like you're never outside of a building or even around the forest moon of endor it's a couple of people standing around some trees there's not like a sense of scale in the universe and sure. i think the movie does a pretty good job i mean the pod race is awful in its own way but you know, you actually have population in the stands. Uh, the Senate shows all the population of the world. So I thought that was kind of a kind of a cool thing yeah. that they finally like. In, instead of Star Wars being a small story, it became like a universe. Hmm. You know, in that moment, and sure. I think it's significant. Unfortunately, it's 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 just poorly it, done. It's just really poorly done, and moreover, right. it's really sad that I have to pull that as a positive. Like, <laughs> yeah, was, right. what's a great thing about this? And that should be a complete side note. Brian's already mentioned the um, final battle sequence. It's it's excellent. I mean, it's just excellent. I mean, the whole the, – you have the Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates is great. The Duel of the Fates is the great, and minutes. I think it actually cuts pretty well. I think the, the action nature of the, the four different things that are happening, three or four different yeah. things that are happening, it's not I, – I see Ken's face. It's not – you know, I, it was. Let's just say it wasn't brilliantly, but it's it's entertaining. It's action. It wasn't the it's way the I had remembered it the last mm-hmm. time I watched it. So much cutting away from the duel of the fates. Like yeah. the duel of the fates, even the song is great. Yes, and they're cutting yes. away from that into like Naboo or uh, Gungan war or battles. Yeah, that are I could do that place. The Gungan battle. But the song is changing too at the yeah. same time, and it's really kind of jarring. It wasn't the way I remembered it. Yeah. I, I, I thought we got an uncut version of that fight scene, but we don't. Well, I believe YouTube has an uncut version. Of that <laughs> I'm sure they fight do. Fight scene was just great. Uh, you mentioned it though already. The score is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, all the way through. I don't always love what's playing, not just in that action sequence, but there are times where uh, I think it's primarily because the the what's happening on camera at that time is bad. And it's almost like John Williams is trying to like lift yeah, the moment. Yeah, I understand what you're having more in. music. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's not that it's bad music, but it's trying to do a job it's not meant for. Um, but the um, I don't I, I I this is ridiculous, but I don't remember what it's called. There's a new march in it. It's not the Imperial March. It's like the the Trade Federation March uh-huh. or whatever. And it's one of the primary themes of the music. Uh-huh. And it's great. I mean, it's it's right up there with it Imperial March. It is a Trade March. Federation March. Okay. It's great. You know, so there's some really good music in that. Uh, and then the only other thing I... Well played. Uh, that's a great march. It's, it's fantastic. Um, it's interesting, too, because... Another one I really like. No, I'm not going to fall down that rabbit hole. Never mind. It's just this one. <laughs> when this one kicks in, and then Puff Daddy comes in with yeah, it. and Darth Maul rolls on screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I really kind of dig on Phantom Menace is it's, there's this little thread that I think is interesting, and uh, unfortunately, on my rewatch, I've only watched um, Phantom Menace. I have not watched clones yet. Like I'm watching all of them up until. That's where Matt comes in. Yeah, Matt's I'm, I'm watching. Matt's gave it an Overman essay later on. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm rewatching everything in route to Force Awakens. Uh, yeah. But on terms of the rewatch, I've watched Phantom Menace, and I just have the sad, sad, scattered memories of Attack of the Clones. Um, but there, there's this kind of cool hierarchy of of power thing that they have going in there. Uh, and it happens in a few different ways, but the one that's kind of the most interesting to me is, and I think this was intentional, um, you, you get Phantom Menace, you get a new world, you have Jedi for the first time, because mm-hmm. in the original trilogy, you know, Jedi was an old, old man, you know, fighting Darth Vader who could hardly right. move. Uh, and so the first thing they do is they, they, they have Qui-Gon and 
Obi-Wan throw down and show that they are embarrassingly more powerful than anything else sure. on the planet. You know, they are wrecking these battle droids. Like, nothing can stand in front of two Jedi. Mm-hmm. So you get a sense of how powerful they are. Then you get a sense of when Darth Maul shows up and you get to see another scale of the power and how he's better than... He's more powerful. Once he gets them separated, he's more powerful than Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay, so this is where Darth Maul is. And then... Uh, you get uh, Obi-Wan to take him out, so now he's more powerful. Right. Mm-hmm. So they start this hierarchy, and it continues in clones because then Jango shows up. And, oh, goodness, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan can't deal with Jango. You know? So now you get this scale of, well, Jango's this really powerful bounty hunter until he meets Mace Window, Mace Window, who just charges him and kills him like, like nothing. Mm-hmm. Like just runs at him and cuts his head off because nobody in the universe can even sort of hang with Mace Window. <laughs> so like they do these pretty – there are a couple little secessions. They do sure. that with him. They do it with Dooku. There's a couple cool little like hierarchy of power sequences sure. throughout mm-hmm. that I think actually add quite a bit to yeah. the Star Wars universe in terms of how do you gauge one versus the other. Right. So that, that's kind of long-winded, but mm-hmm. it's something that's always stuck with me that I how, find pretty interesting. How much of the Darth Sidious uh, Emperor Palpatine uh, storyline is supposed to be kept like secret? Because I, it's so obvious from yeah. the beginning that well, Emperor true. Palpatine is Darth Sidious, and when we get to Revenge of the Sith, they make it like this this big reveal. But you you have the knowledge <laughs> we know of, that. of the previous films. Well, but so most that, of the I people, mean, I think that's part of it. The is, problem is most you know of the going in that this guy is going to turn out to be uh, the Emperor, and but they don't know that. So it's to your point, it's not well hidden. I wouldn't say, but. I don't. I think having rewatched this week, it was a little better than I remembered on that front. Of just like he, he kind of subtly he pinpoints the weak link, which is Anakin, and yeah. kind of subtly works his you know whatever dark dark side magic, magic yeah. into him. Um, but black magic, yeah. But we're at a disadvantage on that front because we all know that going in. Well, but to your point on that, Kent, uh, for a new, I I'm talking about for a, somebody who'd never seen yeah, Star sure. Wars, maybe. I, I think it's. Well, I think it goes back to this recurring theme of of filmmaking should be collaborative, and Lucas did not make a collaborative film. So all these checks and balances that should have gotten fixed, and I I put that in the same category because you're right. Uh, We all had seen the original trilogy. The bulk of the people who have ever seen the prequels had seen the original trilogy beforehand. So you walk in, you look, oh, that's Ian McDiarmid. That's Palpatine. I I recognize him. That's, That's him. So there is no mystery from the beginning, and I think the savvy filmmaker knows he can't do a reveal to the audience. Right. So what you do is you do the reveal for the characters. You yeah. you, you don't try to hide it. Yeah. From okay. the audience, you make it you make it obvious. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I think you can, you can tell the story better and make it more of an emotional impact for the characters in the film, uh, which is stronger filmmaking than what we got, where he's trying to pull the wool over our eyes. But we know the first time he talks. Right. You know, and and. and he doesn't look all that different with the cowl pulled right. over. You yeah. know, he can't do the Superman thing and wear a bit of a hoodie and lower his voice, right. and suddenly yeah. we're going to not recognize him. Totally. So I think they missed on that. What it's is really the hard. point? And it's harsh to say, but what's the point of Jar Jar Binks? Nothing. Um, comedic, <laughs> other than to have a kids. character merchandising. That's, it's it was all it's for the it's for his it's kids. For kids. His not even kids. It's. Mm. This I hated the, him when I was younger. Oh, so yeah, I, and I imagine by the time love, like racist caricatures that can't talk. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna throw it right back into the same dumpster fire I have going. He didn't ask anyone. Yeah, 
He, well, my he, kids, he, my kids love minstrel shows, so it's just yeah, like goes got, right along yeah, with it. No, your kids all wear those Al Jolson T-shirts. Yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> it's really weird. If there's anything I know, it's Punch and Judy. You know, so they yeah, all work. Gosh, brutal. No, so, he didn't. He didn't ask anyone. He didn't say, "I've nobody, got this idea. What's it going to work?" And he didn't let someone come into the loop and right. say. And nobody You're said, missing. "Hey, George, this is extremely well, offensive and racist, and we, you should not be doing this." Because, <laughs> right. but we've seen the documentary where they they sit around that table read, and somebody says, "I don't think this whatever the part." was. I don't remember anymore, but I don't think this is really working, and here's why, blah, blah, blah. And Lucas says, well, okay, but we're going to go ahead with it. Like, well, that's, yeah. yeah. That's, okay. Well. That's how it ends, though. That's yeah. yeah. The story is. <laughs> yeah. Like, it Gosh. came from somewhere else. Like, yeah. There's a sign. The tablet says. Exactly. There's yeah. a documentary about the, the Phantom Menace. It's awesome. um, I can't remember what it's called. It's one of the original Isn't DVD documentaries. Isn't it called Dumpster Fire? <laughs> and there's a sign on the it's wall that they show in the studio. <laughs> a lot of slow <laughs> yeah. zoom-ins. There's a sign that says Episode one will be released May fifth, two thousand or nineteen ninety nine. No matter what, underlined. Yeah. So like, no matter what the story Josh. was, no matter what shape the effects were in at the time, like they were going to release this date. No matter There's what. A, he even screwed up. The, he was one day away from May the fourth. Be with you. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> he does, he released right. it on his birthday. I think he did all of them on his birthday. That there was, was a. a Something there. like that. That's my birthday. That's when it comes. <sighs> my birthday. There's so many <laughs> awful <laughs> things in that film, but there are two things that. You know, we're talking about it'll be done no matter what and him not listening mm-hmm. to people. There's a shot in there where uh, Anakin Skywalker is <laughs> – as opposed to Anakin. Anyway, Jones. he's – so he's – he's they're on Tatooine. He, incredible and, defensive end though, yeah, Anakin Jones. fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> like but he 14, used the head – 14 used the sacks head one year for the Rams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Got banned. Uh so he's walking out of the the his, his little house in on Tatooine and he's walking – and I forget exactly what he says, but it's a very simple shot. And he stumbles over the line really yeah. hard. Yeah. And I'm just screaming in my head, you didn't have another take? Yeah. You didn't have another take? You couldn't go back and say, give me another take? It's not even that it was that complicated of a shot. He's walking. Right. Jar Jar's walking right behind him. And I think Natalie Portman's like eight feet behind him. And they walk eight feet. He says two lines. He botches one. We don't have another take of that? Yeah, like, that how do we not one. have another take? I have a huge issue. Take, Just the setup of that scene. Uh, oh, we're going into town. Um, we're going into the spaceport where we might get killed. And, okay, let's take uh, the bumbling <laughs> idiot uh, Jar Jar. Yeah. How about this droid This yeah. droid that can barely roll on sand? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the little kid. Yeah. yeah. Kids and the, the, roi- the space royalty. The yeah. space royalty. Oh, but we don't know she's royalty. Yeah, know, and but... so, and Obi-Wan and the captain are left on the ship, like the complete yeah. opposite people you would right. think yeah. would be yeah. necessary maybe, for that mission. That we have some combatants. Let's leave them up here where nothing's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and okay, okay like the, twenty blocks. <laughs> and, and speaking of the uh, the spaceport and mm-hmm. everything else, and all the uh, background in general, the background acting in this is horrific. Horrible. Like it's the horrible. worst I think I've ever seen. I haven't seen yeah. this in. I, I, I've not watched this since Brian and I saw it. Yeah. Right, and only that's the only time I've seen it since the six since it. I saw it however many times back in 99. You almost said since the 60s. I know. It, it hurts my soul. Uh, I, I, the, the, it's atrocious. Like, it's beyond What bad. year did you guys go from black and white to color? Um, well, in my house, we wanted to wait till the 60s. You uh-huh. had some, like, keep up with the Joneses okay. in the neighborhoods. But, okay. no, uh, it, it's, it's, it's Did you cry at the mash finale? Um, 
I can't think of something funny. <laughs> I'll just stick with Got it. it. Yes. Uh, it's the, the, the background is so unbelievably bad, and it's another right. one of those directing 101 things. It's like, yeah. why don't we have another take? Why aren't you looking at these people and going, what are we doing? Why is there not a second unit director whipping these people into shape? Why is there not a better take of this? Like, how? Right. How? Because you make uh, a movie May third, nineteen ninety nine. No matter what, <laughs> right. it doesn't matter yeah. if it's they just, need another take. They yeah. can't do it. It's it's unfathomable that it could that certain aspects of this could be so bad because of all the checks and right. balances it takes yep. to get Anakin's friends actually on camera yeah. in the yeah. final to, cut. To sports analogy, it would be like if you know sometimes you get into trouble when you have a coach who's also the GM. It would be like if you had a coach who was also the GM and the president and the owner. Yeah. So Chip Kelly. Just, yeah. Yeah, can just do whatever he wants to do and there's no one there to say, dude, you can't do that. Or we're not going to we're not going to go that route. Well, okay, but So you're saying that the uh prequel trilogy are the Raiders? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yes, yes. A lot of athleticism, though. Yeah, they can run a great forty. A lot of talent. Yeah, There's, but they still have that. Just haircut. win, baby. Yeah. yeah. There's just so much in the prequel trilogy and in the Phantom Menace that would not belong in the original Star Wars. No. And that's sort of the that's sort of the barometer I use. Like, if I had put this character or this scene in right. the original trilogy, would it work? Would it even make the cut? I don't think. No. Jar Jar no. using no. phrases like "Okie Day" and "Exqueeze Me." Exqueeze Me. I remember sheesh, cringing in the theater the yeah. first time I heard "Exqueeze Me." Exqueeze Me like and him uh, stepping stepping in poo and also uh, being farted on by a uh, camel or something that would have never been. It's painful. I mean, a I, part of the original. I don't understand what. I think it's worth noting, like, so my wife had not remembered all the Star Wars episodes, sure. so of course, like, I fixed that immediately. By divorce yeah. her? <laughs> <laughs> She's listening, so. You will understand my priority of love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, so we went back and rewatched all the episodes. You just made episodes. her sleep outside? Yeah. You just made her sleep outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, so we, we rewatched everything except for episode one. I just left it out completely. I'm just yeah. like, it just doesn't belong to me, I yeah. guess, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's a high school machete order. Machete, or, machete cool. order, they leave it out, too. Yeah. That's completely unnecessary to yeah. even watch it all. Yeah. I think just, but I think to watch Machete. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the truth. Machete order is just watching Machete six yeah. times instead of the prequel. And then reading the wiki. It's so funny. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh, it's sourced from local farms, and there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now, and they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. <laughs> I think having rewatched it on this go around, I think that the battle droids are almost as bad as Jar Jar on the bad Roger, comedy Roger. Standpoint, like every time uh, one of those uh, battles, Roger, 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 Roger yeah. you're under arrest. I, it was <laughs> it, that was almost more cringy to me than than Jar Jar in some ways because it's just like there's 
There's literally no reason for yeah. a robot, a, a drone robot uh. like that, to be making quote unquote jokes like that. There's just it's, it doesn't. It you doesn't know, level zero. The thing is, you could you <laughs> yeah. could have gone ahead and stopped. Yeah, well, that. There's Siri no gets pretty with me. Drone robot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think the battle droids are stupid anyway. I, Bad design and you know annoying. I read a uh, yeah. I read a uh, the they, they've got these new novels for Force Awakens and I read the one that is is canon directly after Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and uh, they go he goes out of his way in that one of the characters in there has rebuilt a battle droid the one of those B ones from the uh, from Phantom Menace mm-hmm. and the author goes out of his way to shred on them <laughs> as being. Everyone in the universe knows it's one of the worst ever droid designs, useless in combat. Uh, there's none of them around for good reason anymore. They've scrapped them all, so it's weird that this kid is bothered rebuilding one. Hmm. Like, goes out of his way <laughs> to take shots at the battle droids in official They're basically cannon. the uh, robot version of stormtroopers. Yeah. yeah. Stormtroopers are pointless, but, but there's a but line there's in a the— point to that, though— because that way, Luke and I know this was part of it. And Lucas can kill thousands of stormtroopers and thousands of battle droids and clones they don't have a face. without killing a person. Yeah, they, yeah. Don't, they don't have a face, and they're clones. So they're not even their own. Even the ones that are living aren't really real. You know, he went out of his way so that yeah. the bad guys are faceless and the good guys can just mow through hundreds of them. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Right. I put this on my list. Of That's why I want Eli Roth to direct a Star Wars. Your microphone is literally <laughs> forty-five <feet>. inches <laughs> from your face right now. Sorry, I was uh, was eating. Eat, oh, you were eating on the. I had, I had sorry, sorry. I, I had, had to eat food on the. Uh, I may or may not have had a Swedish fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's why Eli Roth maybe for next Star Wars, so totally. we can, so we can see their face and see him t- slowly torture them. I, I, I yeah, I don't mind that. I it's don't... gonna go a little dark. We'll have him do the uh, Boba Fett prequel. <laughs> mm. I don't even have a comment. Russ for... is super excited. <laughs> Rancor directed by Eli on. Roth. I speaking of the battle droids and on the little uh, entourage droid attack on Naboo when um, the, oh, the prince. Yeah! <laughs> the, the princess's Sixth attack. We can all agree on princess's that. Princess's entourage is sort of going through Naboo. Uh, the droid army is leading her, her through there, like escorting her or whatever. And yeah. the, the, the Jedi's ambushed the the um, uh, the droids. They whip out their lightsabers, start cutting them all down. There's probably 15 droids there. Not one of them fires. Yeah, it doesn't a even gun. get off a shot. None yeah. of them <laughs> fires one gun. They're just standing there watching, right, like yeah. waiting to be. Uh, 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 yeah. They're they're just Brutal. waiting for slow man Neeson to <laughs> right. that yeah. lightsaber. Let's talk. Yeah, Neeson. let's get your let's get your hot yeah. Neeson, Neeson takes. You have. I, I I read this and I think it shows up that. Um, mm. Yeah. There's something really interesting in the first one, and Ewan McGregor picks up on the second one. Uh, Liam Neeson, Sam Jackson, they ignored Lucas. Uh, everybody else was getting all this very, very intentional, specific direction. And I heard Liam Neeson in an interview years ago, and I couldn't tell you the source of it now. But uh, it, it, we talk about how he'd shoot a scene to be under a green screen. And Lucas would be telling him, like, okay, so you're going to dodge something coming from over here and then over here and then raise your lightsaber this way and then push mm-hmm. your hand out this way. That's a bad Just story these we never ludicrous things. And eventually Liam Neeson kind of got to where 
Lucas would give him direction for the lines of the character, and he would go, okay, okay. okay. And then he would just do it the way he wanted. Yeah, yeah and do the exact. And he would I, just do whatever yeah, he felt. As I mentioned felt. before, I have full-blown AIDS. That's a funny um, Yeah, so I think you just, can tell that with him. That wasn't random. Right, there's a sketch. Right. There's that's a sketch. Reference yeah. uh, that's Please a, look that up. Yeah. Gervais, isn't it? It's a Gervais yeah. sketch. But so, him, him and Jackson, I think you can tell they did yeah, acting. I, and I the have other heard said, it. okay, George. And yeah. Burr, burr, but then burr, by the burr, time he gets just... a two, you start seeing Ewan McGregor get on the I'm going to ignore Lucas and play the way you're supposed it to. It was weird when he started singing halfway through that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Natalie Portman, um, as big as she is now, she had uh, a couple of movies in The Professional mm-hmm. at that time. So I, I think she still was she had to listen. being very deferential to, yeah. uh, to Lucas's direction. Well, he, compared uh, to Luke Besson, he was a better director. <laughs> in fairness to Natalie Portman. Gosh, talk about multiplying by zero. Uh, uh, I don't know. Fifth Element, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, the, yeah, my my HSO on Liam Neeson is that the reason why people look at Qui Gon and say he's pretty good is because he had right. enough acting, he had enough um, skills, clout. Yeah, I, well, say, skills nope, aside, okay. because Ewan McGregor is very talented. He'd done train spotting by this point. He's great. <laughs> so, uh, but you get with uh, Liam Neeson, he actually had the clout to just ignore George Lucas and say, I don't care. I'm yeah. going to do what's yeah. right for this scene and what's right for the character and yeah. just blast through and he played the only character that wasn't stiff. Ewan McGregor looks like a clown. It's Natalie awful. Portman is a corpse. Yeah. yeah. What is you know? the... Let me ask you this. What is the point of Qui-Gon Jinn? Why, why even have him cool. as a character in this movie? You know, uh, it's interesting and I think I unfortunately... I guess he origin for Obi-Wan. He does. Of? There's parallels. But can't you have a character like Yoda, for example, who's in the Jedi Council, like... Isn't that the point of the Jedi Council for us to know there are wiser Jedi's that you have to answer to? Yeah. Like, I, I think, I think it has to do with peril. Well, okay, somebody to just, kill off, maybe. Let's put to the side. Honestly, yeah. No, yeah. I'm going to go there. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's put to the side that bad filmmaking. Let's just assume all that. Uh, parallels, right? You know, he wanted this new trilogy to parallel the old trilogy yeah. in various ways, and so in the first trilogy, you have. An older Jedi. You have the older Jedi who's the mentor who ends up dying at the end. And I I think more or less that's exactly the reason that he's in there. He's there to provide wisdom. Sure. Um, Unfortunately, he's providing wisdom to I don't know who because he's not with you and McGregor for like 80 percent of the movie. Yeah. But he's he's providing wisdom and he's the mentor. And then he dies at the end. Uh, I, I think it's almost almost purely. Uh, a parallel. Yeah. You, you have uh, the similar deal of episode one, just like New Hope, has a enclosed plot that ends with a celebration. Right. Um, and uh, you, you sort of – they're trying to run like a, a little bit of a parallel structure between yeah. all three of the films. He, and he is kind of the – he's the main character of that film. I mean the, the plot Certainly. follows him throughout the majority of the of the movie. And so, I mean, it's not good. It's not well written. But. No. No. For, for, the, for that script, I think he serves a purpose. But to the point of the machete order, the movie itself doesn't really serve a purpose. So, no, it doesn't. Um, what about uh, – I want to talk about the kid, Anakin, before we – we only have a couple of minutes left in this episode. We have a lot to get to. So I'm I haven't even gotten to the part where I just swear uncontrollably for five <laughs> Okay, this might be the part. Then. And ask for my life back. That's all right. Jake Lloyd was just arrested for doing the same thing. <laughs> he, was, he was so bad. Um a lot of it has to do with the scripting, like the line, I'm a person and my name Gosh. is Anakin. Are you it's an horrible. angel? Are, Are you an angel? angel is the worst that scripted line in cinematic history. The entire exchange between 
Anakin and uh, Padme is yeah. is awful, and Apparently, they end up being lovers. <laughs> Uh, that's what you're setting up here, yeah. and, it, and it's yeah. like a yeah. kid meeting a babysitter, and and the babysitter going, mm, yes, yes, yeah. Is that not where you guys met your wives? <laughs> yeah, no. Except I was the babysitter. If there's ever been a, if there's, uh, if there's ever been a love or a relationship that has to define like the universe, yeah, the relationship between Anakin Padme is yeah. probably the one. Why? Why do they have no chemistry? I'm talking about like Hayden and oh, Natalie, and I don't think he's capable of having chemistry with anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know That's that. <laughs> maybe her too, to be honest. Uh, Jumper. She had more chemistry with uh, with uh, Jean Renault with the professional. Yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs> seriously. I'm seeing a trend here, Natalie. Uh, um, but the kid is so bad. Um, it, I hate, he doesn't have a director. Yeah, you know, he let's, doesn't. Let's face that. He doesn't you know, have a director. I feel bad for any – I try hard not to bash on like a kid in a movie because kid actors are 80% of the time are bad. But you've got – how if you're George Lucas, Brian, that role? if Thousands, you're George, and that was the best we could yeah. come up with, because you can, t- I mean, we we watched The Grinder, and that kid's a great actor, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, hilarious. Surely you could find someone somewhere in between those I, two Again, extremes. I'm going to throw it back into that same dumpster fire I keep coming back to. Hey, this is who I want. That's yeah. great, George. Why don't we get these other people to read? No, this is who I want. Yeah. Okay, we're hosed. Yeah. Why, why do you, if you're George Lucas and you're writing this movie, why make the kid that young? Why don't Deuce do it? Yeah, the, Why don't we just join Anakin when he's 14? Yeah. And you have a kid that's slightly younger than Hayden right. Christensen or whoever you've right. chosen. Just, uh, maybe. Hayden Christensen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why Did, put yourself in that position? I think he thought... I, I don't movie, know. Got to have a kid. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I mean, there, there's, there's no a lot good of, reason. There's a lot of directors and screenwriters that have fallen. That's not the way it happened. Into the trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. when I wrote all nine back yeah. in 1974. Right. But there's a lot of directors and screenwriters that have fallen into the trap of writing for a kid of making a kid a main a major part of your story and your universe for no the walking dead is a great example of that where you just yeah. keep coming back to carl who is just please just die like mm-hmm. it's, it's a brutal it doesn't work and but this this is the all-timer i, think. I have an this issue is, with also c-3po the fact that anakin built c-3po for his mom to help around the house, yeah, has, nope. has nothing to do with C-3PO. Is not a servant droid. He is yeah. a protocol yeah. droid Makes or translator. No it's like he wants to tie. Uh, yes. Everything Anakin has to crash. You know, everything has everything. to be interconnected. Everything mm-hmm. he has to interconnect yeah. all. Yeah. Well, are anyone in here Doctor Who fans of the new? Vaguely, what is that? Yeah. Uh, there's. I'm a fan one of them the com- screaming at Ken. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say really quickly, one of the complaints that they had for the latest companion, uh, Jenna Jenna Louise Coleman, is that they started writing these plots where she had to be the most important. Oh, well, this is why the doctor did this. This is why the doctor did this. This is why. Mm -hmm. It's that idea of somehow they had to make her the reason for. They had to make it meaningful. Everything. You know, like they they made her just wildly important and tied her to everything in the universe. And no one really understands why. And it's, it's the same deal of. Well, Anakin is the he's right. the he's the catalyst for everything. So how do we it's get not, C-3PO in there? Yeah, there's no possible uh, way that C-3PO could have just met them at some point down the line. It has to be because my father built him for my be, mother. Who why was, can't he just be a Senate battle? Right, exactly. Droid. Right. And there are several shots in, in the prequel trilogy of <laughs> those kinds of droids like carrying trays and like right. they're basically servant droids. And yeah. that's not what they yeah. like. George Lucas didn't even know what those droids do, <laughs> did. Yeah, you know, like because yeah, they even say in the beginning of uh, of A New Hope, you must be uh, programmed for protocol and uh, whatever. Right. 
six million forms of communication, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Language and protocol, if that's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Can I can I hit lore for a second? Do we have like about a minute? We have six hours, so yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Richard's so slowly dying over here. I wanna, I wanna Richard's say already this. trying to check out. It's, <laughs> now, uh, we're not even a third Richard of the way. Richard texted yeah. Sarah an hour ago. You got to call me with something important. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, I need to take this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. Not. First of all, let me nerd. Oh, way she's on up. fire. I gotta go, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> let me <laughs> nerd, nerd away. Let me nerd way up and say Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon didn't have to be nervous about drinking the uh, tea because of a little thing called force control, which yeah. is a power that allows them to, uh, you know, resist toxins. Yeah. Oh, so okay. They didn't, uh, I love science. I love science. It's never uh, mentioned in here. So let me nerd all the way up there. No, but here's what I think is J. Daniel Atlas. <laughs> Is, uh, Sorry, it's been 30 minutes. <laughs> no, what, what, what I think is interesting here is uh, Lucas, he's starting to get real territorial now. Like, I'm, I'm spoiler-free on, on Force Awakens, but I know there are some articles out there where apparently he's starting to get real territorial and, and be, get real surly about Force Awakens. Really? Uh, so I don't, I don't know anything about that because I just see a headline and then I move on because I'm, I'm as clean as I can be going into this. But by all accounts, he's a super nice guy who loves it. I have a friend who was at Celebration five or six years ago and happened to be right place, right time, and was in the spot that George walked up where no one was, and he got, like, two minutes with the guy, and he was incredibly gracious and nice. I always like to throw that in there because, like, I demonize Lucas so much, but he's a guy, you know, and he's got this cool thing, and by and large, a lot of his ideas are great. He's just terrible execution. Yeah, but it's not perfect, so screw it's, that guy. No, it's terrible. It's <laughs> terrible execution. And, yeah. and something that frustrates me a lot uh, and I'll just throw this away real quick, is that if he did do the parallel of the original trilogy, he only wrote and directed the first one. Uh, Empire, yeah, 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 Empire and Jedi, he handed off writing and directorial duties to both of them, right. and the movies are better for it, you know, because you brought in the collaboration, you just didn't do it with the prequels. But we tried, so, though, we talked about. What's that? He tried. We talked about it earlier. He tried to do it with the prequels, but everyone no one, turned it down. No yeah, one wanted at least, to do it. At least half-heartedly. He, I, see, apparently, Ron Howard, who are the other guys? Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg. We're all, all turned Spielberg, I had heard that Spielberg, this is new to me, because I had read multiple places that Spielberg was asking to direct, and George turned him down. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, because I know... That's not um, what happens. <laughs> I directed Ron Howard said this week <laughs> that he had been offered prequel that and he turned it down but but that is I think very new a, to me that's fair, interesting there's i think it's fair to say that it was like hey do you want to direct this and i wrote it and i'm going to be no, there I'm all the time you, and I'm a, you know all this sort of thing and he's just like eh. you can send the chair though yeah uh, maybe, maybe I'd but what do i think else. is what i think is so interesting about it though is the movies of the prequels were bad they were really really bad but the universe has largely spawned from the prequels right you know when you talk about like the greater star wars universe that at this point includes a ton of books did you have some original trilogy lore and books but everything new especially in video game culture came from the prequels and so much now of what's canon and known from the worlds are from knights of the old republic the sequel, uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic, the the MMO, mm, the Clone Wars, um, Clone Wars, and and all of these things that, yeah, all of these things now that we we take for granted, um, you know, the EA just released um, free to play on the, uh, just released a free to play on the App Store um, that's mm-hmm. uh, Galaxy of Heroes or something along those lines, and every character is from. The, the prequels, basically. I yeah. mean, there's some from the original trilogy. So, like, it's fascinating to me that he can create a world that we love so much. Yeah, that we love so much that 
has so many hints of rich lore right. that so poorly a colossal yeah. amounts of yeah. lore and great oh, yeah. products and stories and a living universe. Right. And I said somewhere along the way, I think it's amazing that Star Wars is so powerful that it survived the prequels. Yeah. And we still want to see a new movie. Right. For as bad uh, as the prequels are. I think, yeah, I think that's going to sway people away from it more than it would have that makes because a lot they've of sense seen these prequels they didn't like them it's it's only sold over 50 million in pre-sales so you're, <laughs> you're okay 50 right million there. down 950 <laughs> billion whatever to go no you're right but i think that i mean revenge of the sith still was a huge hit yeah mm-hmm. every one of them made 400 right yeah, yeah. 400 all right should we do another one no we have a lot to go over we have two things left still okay. with this one I apologize, one of them, but I'm I'm passionate. I'm passionate. No, that's fine. One of them being the pod race sequence. Yeah. You have any, you said you had HSOs on those on that. You didn't like it. Oh, I didn't like it. Uh, there were two things that made me cringe when I saw it. Like I, I still am rewatching it this time. Like made me actually, like I remember. Like you it. hurt physically. Yeah, uh, <laughs> squeeze me made me cringe. Yeah. yeah. Like when I saw it in the theater. Like it actually. Like I remember. <laughs> What am I watching? I'm watching like a Full House movie. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. My wife, I didn't know this because I didn't watch Full House, but every time he goes, how wooed. Yeah. Like she's like, yeah, what are Olsen, we doing with the Stephanie Olsen Tanner East, thing? Yeah. And she, or Michelle Tanner, yeah. or whichever. Whichever she was. Yeah. Uh, she just started laughing when we were watching it. She's like, why, why are we doing Full House? Um, and then the other line, of course, was was midi chlorians. I mean, that's what yeah. Part of my that's heart the second died. thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, well, well, we'll, let's skip wrap around, up. But let's wrap race. up uh, episode one with uh, midi chlorians. But go okay. ahead with the pod race. Pod race, ten minutes. Why? Kids, terrible. What are we doing? Ten minutes long. Ten minutes long. Ten minutes. Ten mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, it's it's. I didn't hate the pod racing uh, scene uh, when I saw long, it in theater. Man. It's too long, but I think. There's some aspect of, like, in the rewatch here, I was, like, I was kind of welcoming to the Padre scene because it's 10 minutes where no one else is talking. talking. And the Tuscan just... Raiders just randomly sniping is Yeah, funny. yeah, <laughs> and you can just kind of get sucked into the the spectacle of that, I guess. It's not a great scene, and it's super cgi but it feels like a, a break and a relief from where we've been <laughs> so it up really to that is. point. Because, mm. really, you can take... If you take that first scene, if you chop out the Trade Federation aspect and it's just them fighting on the on the ship, the Jedi's fighting on the ship, and then jump to pod racing and then the first Darth Maul and then the last Darth Maul, like if you just go to those little yeah. those stepping stones, I guess, then it's a – it feels like the rest – everything in between that is just down into the, mm-hmm. the gutter and then you're claw- crawling your way back up to get to that next What's this runtime, 220? Sign. Something like that. I think they're all 215 around there. Yeah. Gosh. Not long enough. <laughs> so before we talk in the Midichlorians, we're going to play everyone's favorite game. It's Sweeping the Nation, or at least Sweeping the Star Wars Extravapalooza podcast. Yeah. It is Guess Pro-Am. the Rotten Tomatoes score. Ooh, okay. So we're doing this for each film. So Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Ken, I'm going to start. You got to go last. Go 66. Is it critics or user? It's, critics. it's critics. these are critics. critics. Okay, okay. Sixty-six percent. Okay, Brian. Fifty-nine percent. Mm. I will say Brian was dead on with the last. Yeah, one. Yeah, I got the right one right. Ninety-four. I'll ask you guys that one. that one too in a second. I I was gonna go forty-nine, but to get some separation from Brian, I'm gonna pull it down to forty-three. Forty-three. 
<laughs> what did you go with, Brian? Fifty nine. Fifty nine. I'll go. I'll go fifty four. Fresh is sixty percent, right? That's mm, the yeah. 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 I want to go prices right. Sour is the Phantom but... Menace is certified rotten. <laughs> At fifty six percent. Oh man, it must that have gone was... down. I thought it was. Wow. I thought they were all fresh at it some point. It was. Uh, I remember when we went to see it three D. It was like hovering in the sixty yeah. percent range. So I think that three D is what pushed so it. So we'll get for one of you down. two a new hope. What, do you, what is it, Rotten Tomatoes? Matt, you get to go first this mm. time. I'll go. I'll go eighty seven. Jason. Again, that's right where I was going to hang. You know what? I'm going to give it the. Uh, it was huge. I'm going to give it the. Uh, I'm going to be wrong, but because I love it, I'm going to give it the 94. It is exactly 94. Wow! Ryan guessed earlier. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> Two sides. <laughs> Feel good about that. All right, so let's talk the main the main uh, mini coreans, which if yeah, you don't know issue. are it's a it's a it's how you hook your keyboard into your, <laughs> <laughs> like a music keyboard in your computer. Mini right? coreans, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they were a band. Oh, if we were an electronic oh, band. There's already a band called Midi Corias out there. <laughs> yeah. And everyone hates them, I guarantee you. I guarantee you they suck. Yeah, they suck all the magic out of the room. Hey, speaking of crappy bands, Kent and I are pretty deep into... Um, we are... I guess, we, should we announce it, Kent, that we're starting a band? A country a bro, band. A yeah. bro country band yeah, featuring Kent and I. Um We've got a lot of songs about creeks. We're called the Dirt Fantastic. Road Truckers. <laughs> Fantastic. A lot of songs about mudding. That's fantastic. And then we also... I play guitar in the band because I can't play guitar. Yeah. That's, that doesn't seem to be Also, um, there's a lot of product placement. So if you're, a, if you're a company out there, every verse has at least four to five right. products we like to plug. Yeah. So feel free to get, get in now. Talking specifically <laughs> about now. what you're drinking on the tailgate? Yeah, exactly what we're drinking. Yeah, I mean, but I'll throw in like a bleach that's really good or something. <laughs> Febreze. <laughs> Spilled my chew on right, my so, jeans. That's okay. I got yeah, exactly. Lysol. I don't know. So the basic uh, controversy surrounding the Midichlorians is that they in, uh, yeah, is that they exist. In <laughs> A New Hope, when Obi-Wan introduces us to the Force, he says it's the power that mm-hmm. binds us all. It, it penetrates us. It, uh, it's, it's always been there. It's, it's spiritual, spiritual instead of spiritual. biological. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it binds us together, all that. Um, and uh, in this, we realize that it is, in fact, a biological mm-hmm. substance or occurrence, or it has to do with your DNA. Gosh. More people are more prone to the Force than others. Um and they make several references to it throughout the prequel trilogy. Like they don't; it's not just a passerby thing. Like they concentrate on it multiple times and right. say they judge other people's midichlorians. And they were they threatened to, I think, get a blood With sample from Count Dooku at E-reader. some point. They say we need to check your blood to see if you're a Sith or whatever. Uh, or they do that for a Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gosh. why do this? And and um, I think that's my main question. Like, yeah. why Why do you need to make the Force something biological? Why can't they just say, oh, well, Anakin, you're just very, you know, you're the chosen one. Right. You're, you're spiritual. You're, yeah, you're... how can you have prophecy and yeah. DNA? Wow. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's... Don't know much about. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I didn't even know this was a thing until recently. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe it, it, it mirrors a uh, philosophical shift in George Lucas in 1978 to George Lucas in 1998. I, I think that's it. I think he went huh. from man of faith to man of science. Yeah. Because the first one, and he's talked about it, this and everyone knows this, is mired in Joseph Campbell's power of myth. And yeah, the, right. The everyman and, and, and all of this, you know, the hero. The hero. Luke Skywalker is the hero yeah. and, and mystical forces. And I, I – you – I – I have not believe it or not. As much as I hate midi chlorians, I can't say anything more than what Richard just said. I think George Lucas shifted, and, and all of a sudden, his universe needed to reflect yeah. his new feelings. I, I, it makes I me maybe, sad. but it makes me really sad. You would think there would still be some sort of pow- all powerful force, since you've yeah, since said it's so, that there is an all powerful force. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like why? Yeah, do you yeah I mean, that? I don't care what I don't care about his personal yeah. things at all well, either way. But yeah, especially but, when uh, you view it in it's the, just weird narratively, right? Especially when you view it in the context of this being a prequel, and you're taking that's that's kind of the reverse angle because yes, he may be feeling that way now, but if it's very spiritual in the original trilogy, uh-huh. then it's definitely spiritual in the in the, I, the, the second trilogy. I will direct trilogy, your you comment know? to the still-burning dumpster of not having <laughs> anybody coming no. in to look oh, at his absolutely. stuff. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And that's, I don't think he had any clue that that would be such a no. massive issue for us, the, the, for the fans. The same way that he clearly didn't have an issue that... that Making Greedo shoot first, like that. That, that I don't think it ever crossed his mind that there. That still, almost twenty years later, we would be in a room angry about. I just don't that that fact. Understand why I, you could I do make something. An audible so, noise every time I hear yeah. Greedo shot first. Yeah. Why would you do something so? Why would you create this whole universe around something so scientific, but still include such an obvious Christ figure like? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> <It seems. laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense, and it it really really screws up the mythology and the the, uh, you the say feelings that. that we all have. You say that, towards... but in the expanded lore, they have an interesting way of dealing with it. <laughs> no, nope. they just completely ignore yeah. it. Basically, no, for, for that's what this movie. As as kids, you you hear the force, and you're like, oh, right. I want to learn the powers of the force. Yeah, oh, unless you have this certain Sorry. amount of midichlorians in your yeah. DNA, uh, you can't. Unless Sorry. you have. <laughs> I really don't care about the origin of it. That's my thing. It's like I don't care whether this force acknowledges some sort of god in this universe or just complete science. That means nothing to me either way. But I will say it does the exclusivity of who the force or what yes. it chooses yes. in your blood is annoying to me yes. like you can't awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah you always thought part. this whole time that oh my gosh luke skywalker he believed so much in himself that like he was able Green. to accomplish great things nope. you know it's story if you believe Green. enough no R2 it's because it's because he had better dna than well, you it's sorry because, yeah yeah it's, it's, it's such ACL good dna that is his dad virgin birth out of his mom according to that's uh, what she Pierre said yes yeah, shmee skywalker Shmi. it just appeared Lord. yeah as if he was christ yeah <laughs> see i like to believe that qui-gon throws her a sideways glance that basically says no like, no seriously sure. no, i'm pretty yeah. pretty sure i know what happened and she goes yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to admit it. It was Sebulba. It's Watto's. <laughs> it was On that new. note. Yeah. Okay, guys. What else do we have to talk about for the Phantom Menace? I think that's it. I think we'll, it might come can, up later. Yeah, we can um, handle the rest in the next step. I, I don't have any wrap-ups other than it was... I saw it in the theater. I'm ex- I was excited to... 
I'll put it. I'll put this button on it. The reason I, I specifically wanted to make sure I could sit for Phantom Menace is because I've lived through this experience of counting down the days to a new Star Wars movie as an adult before. Sure. Mm. And there was such excitement yeah. for and Phantam Menace. Nineteen presidential and administration. Nineteen presidential administration. <laughs> lived through. You both. know, I like Ike was what we were all talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but living through like coming up to a Star Wars film is a very exciting thing. Right. And mm. to have Phantom Menace, I think I saw it six times and i was living in that same i hate this love this denial yeah. phase but i mean i knew it was bad quicker because he just couldn't avoid certain things right. <laughs> uh but uh, there's something really negative about the experience of phantom menace of yeah. all of this excitement a sour and, taste in your mouth, and sure. then it sucks all the wind out of you and then watching it again after so long uh, on my tv the other day or, or last night realizing just had bad it yeah. is like i don't want to say it's a betrayal but it's such a a colossal letdown and so it's 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 an odd thing going into right. force awakens trusting jj as much as i do because he's phenomenal and i love what no, love what he did with star wars i mean star trek and there's so many things i've seen already that make me optimistic but it's that poster odd. for Phantom Menace is pretty cool, too. <laughs> but it's, it's just – it's an odd sensation to try to describe right. doing this again and having to get hyped and excited about sure. it again and having to hope again right. when yeah. Phantom Menace It's especially frustrating with Phantom Menace because I think – I just – you know, on the rewatch, it's not good, but I just feel like it could be a good movie if you had the right people in charge, and that's not the case with the next movie we're going to talk about, but – but that one, you feel like if you just could have gotten two or three good people involved in the process of putting it together, it could be a good film. And and instead, and it just such an it just feels like such an opportunity wasted in that yeah. sequence. But you I'll honestly, stand by the, the duel of the fates, yeah. and that that's the best part of the show. Honestly, just the lightsaber battle. That's I I think that's the best fight sequence in any of the any of the Star Wars films. And, Certainly. And well, it, they had the fight choreographer. I right. think it's and way. I thought was, it was uh, way too. Uh, Smooth and thought out. It, it, it came off rehearsed. I, I think that one well, plays uh, Ray much Park. Than is that his rest. name? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ray Park, the fight coordinator, is small. Really good. Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons he could carry the other two. So yeah. So I I felt you know it, it kind of that movie at least has that fifteen minutes where you can say okay that was a great moment now what what can we add to this and it's there's just nothing you just come kind of come up empty when you're trying to <sighs> it honestly to comes down it. to the fact that. They knew they didn't have to make this a good movie for it to be a huge hit. I see. I I don't think it was that lazy. I think, I think it was Lucas that misguided. Thought, I think Lucas thought he had a great film. He, I really I, he, do. he put it together I, on his first cut and watched it. And was like, this is a piece of crap. Like even I can. T- I don't tell think you that. so. I think he thought this is the this is it. This is I, my vision for what this movie is supposed to be, and it just shows how insane he is on some level like yeah. uh, that's probably too hard but delusional i guess who, who cut it it's out of touch did merch cut it yeah it was who was Not the editor merch. yeah who's ben burt the Bert, uh, the uh, sound editor was the editor also on the prequels i, I can't i i don't know how you don't look at it and realize it's bad but again i go back to i think it's like individual individually oh, oh that was a good little part in that scene yeah. but when you put it all together, all together it's like wow that didn't flow I just think that of, was yeah 
I don't know if characters I, didn't come together like you wanted. Yeah. I, and I just think of, uh, again, I just think of Jake Lloyd walking out of his house, right. blowing the line and thinking, how do you not have another yeah. take? I'd love to know mm-hmm. how many takes there were on those sorts of things. Because I, I yeah. wonder. I wonder how can't what, you cut around it, it? Well, I wonder if it's on give that the, just give me a close specific up. Give me tiny thing. Give me anything. Was it Lucas saying, yeah, we're good. Let's move on. Or was it, this is the three. We did 300 times this take <laughs> and this kid <laughs> can't say two lines right, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Man. Well, it wraps it up for Phantom Menace. Join yeah. us again soon for our next Star Wars episode. Till then, uh, where can we find you online, Richard? You can find me at Richard Barden on Twitter. Uh, Matt, where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter at, at Matt Wetrich. Jason, where would I find you? Uh, Twitter at JDavidson214. Brian, I'm looking for you. Where would I find you? <laughs> you can find me on the Twitter, bgill 12 Kent. At, you already say yours? At Kent Garrison on Twitter. Find our show on there at MAM underscore podcast. And like us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. And we'll see you next time. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those toss salads and scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. Your salads and scrambled eggs.